All right, everybody, welcome back. Socially Connected 360, number 20 is in the house. We're excited about our next guest. Um, it couldn't come at a better time. Um, I saw her hashtag. It said hashtag Section 8 to CEO, and it caught my attention. I knew I had to talk to her. Chelsea Chayanne, CEO, entrepreneur, ready to rock, starting now. everybody welcome back welcome back socially connected 360 in the house with number 20 like i said in the promo i'm excited about this because i saw this hashtag of this young lady ceo entrepreneur hashtag section eight to ceo and it grabbed my attention i said i gotta talk to her we gotta connect her with all of you her name is chelsea chayanne chelsea how you doing how's everything going i'm doing amazing amazing how about you I'm doing good. Doing good. I mean, uh, you know, busy, busy, busy. Just got back from D.C., uh, you know, shot some podcasts over there and and, you know, just just working like you hustling. I see you hustling. I see you're on social media doing your thing and and we're excited to have you on. So let's just get started here. Um, your early life. I saw a post um, most recently. It was like your last two posts. Fantastic post. Fantastic write up. Tell us about your life. You know, um, I know you have your own business. I know you're an entrepreneur. I know you're a CEO. Uh, tell us about your, your, your early life. Yeah, I think it's important to mention that because a lot of people, you know, they see where I'm at now, but they don't see like behind the scenes what it took to kind of get here and the, the hardship that I've, you know, gone through for most of my life, actually. So I grew up in Allentown, Pennsylvania, and uh, life wasn't always easy. It was more so uh, difficult growing up for the most part. Um, I was raised by women. There was no you know, father figure in the picture. And from a very, very young age, my mom actually became addicted to, to drugs. Um, so, you know, it got so bad to the point of, I mean, everything that comes along with drugs, so abusive relationships, mentally, physically, emotionally, um, homelessness from a very young age. And uh, eventually it got to the point where my mom, literally quite literally abandoned me as a as a young child and my my grandmother had to take custody i believe when i was about 11 or 12 years old but my grandmother she also suffered from severe depression um so it was it was not easy to live in in that environment either and she she didn't have money she was on disability so she didn't have you know funds to take care of me properly as a as a child as a growing child so eventually I, uh, she sent me to a, a boarding school for, you know, needy families. It's called Milton Hershey School. So if, you, if you've ever looked on the back of your Hershey's chocolate bar, you'll see the little oh, wow. emblem there. Wow. So I went Amazing. to, for five years of my life, I, you know, went to Milton Hershey School. And, uh, you know, it, school was always my safe haven. That was one thing I can say is in the, in the midst of all of the hardship, you know, from a young age, school was always where I, where everything was okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, being able to get out of my environment 
and go live at school, <laughs> you know, full time, you know, I was really able to thrive at Milton Hershey School. So that really, really helped me, I would say, you know, get out of that, the, just the, the crazy and toxic environment that I was in. Wow. Wow. So, so, and this is why this show is important because folks like you and, and, you know, a lot of us have a, a you know, a, a story of struggle. But there's a young lady and there's a young man right now that are, that are going through the exact same thing that you're going through, right? So no father in the picture, mother who, um, you know, essentially gives to, to the grandmother. Grandmother can't is not capable. That that within itself, the trauma, and and of course, you know, you you lived it. <laughs> but that there's somebody right now that's going through that trauma right now. And if you're watching this show, look at this young lady right here. I'm telling you, you can make it happen. Hashtag uh, Section 8, the CEO. I'm telling you, it's you are living proof. And that's why I love this show and episode and just podcasts and, and all the episodes we've done. You know, they, everybody has a powerful story. And, and so I love when, you know, when I hear these stories, because it's, it's the, again, the comeback. You know, you as a young person going through all the hard things that you went through, you didn't even know that you had to come make a comeback. Right. Because you're you essentially you are, you know, you're yeah. you're given these negative circumstances and you already dealt a, a bad, bad deck of cards. And now you got to almost make a comeback when you're supposed to just be a young person living your life and 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 not worry about half of the things that that adults have to worry about. So I commend you on that. Um, so you mentioned in this post about homelessness. Um, tell us about that. Tell us about, you know, being a young person and, and going through that struggle. Yeah, well, you know, I, I read a quote once and it said the average person who's homeless once is, is or, or if you're homeless once, you're you're um, likely to be homeless like seven times throughout your whole lifetime. Wow. So. I mean, I, I would say if I had to count it, yeah, probably about seven, at least I would hope that, you know, I would never have to face that again. But, you know, I was homeless, not only as a young child because of the circumstances that, you know, my mother, her addiction, you know, you're using all of your money to, um, you know, to pay for the drug addiction. So, you know, of course, homelessness is bound to happen. Um, so I went through several periods of homelessness you know, in my young life, but then, you know, as I became or was becoming a, a young adult, uh, I found myself pregnant um, and, and in high school. And um, that was very, very hard for me to deal with because at school, I was, the, I was a good girl, you know? So it was really hard to be able to tell everyone at the boarding school I was at that, you know, I was going to be a teen parent, a teen wow. mom. Um, so, after I, you know, graduated from school um, on my 18th birthday, I was still actually pregnant with my with my daughter and my grandmother. You know, I was supposed to be going off to college with a full tuition scholarship. I was supposed to be going to Temple University. I already had my dorm room picked out, my roommate, and obviously, you know, due to my pregnancy, that all, you know, went down the drain. Wow. So my grandmother, who was preparing for me to go off to school, college for four years, and then, you know, after college, typically, you know, people. Could, will move on and, you know, find roommates and, and move out of their, their parents' home or their grandparents' home in my case. Yeah, so yeah. now my grandmother was also facing a situation that she wasn't prepared for as well. So mm. on my 18th birthday, I think, I think the whole situation really overwhelmed her uh, because no one expected me to be pregnant at, at 17, 18 years old. Yeah. Um, she actually kicked me out on my birthday and wow. I found myself homeless now as an adult. Um, and yeah, it was very, very tough to navigate life 
at 18 years old. Wow. Uh, but I think ultimately what kept me going is, I, you know, from a young age, I always knew that I was different. <laughs> Despite the mistakes that I, you know, made as a young adult and becoming pregnant, I always knew that I did not want to grow up in the, um, or I didn't want to live my adult life in the same circumstances that I, you know, was in in my, in my childhood. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. now bringing another child, bringing a child into this world, I knew for sure I didn't want to bring her into that and continue that cycle of homelessness, you know, again and again. So um, I I always knew that I was going to make it out and make a way and find a way. I just, I didn't know how, but I I always knew that I was going to overcome my circumstances. Mm. Powerful. Yeah. And I don't know how to explain it. It's just just a knowing. It's a feeling that you get inside that you you know that you're going to overcome. Yeah. And again, you know, um, and, and no knock on anybody else. Right. So in, in, Growing up in an inner city, humble environments, poverty, uh, homelessness, um, uncertainty, right? You, as you get older, it's almost like I got this. I've been through a hard times before and you've overcome and, and you shouldn't, you shouldn't be going through that as a young person. You should just be focusing on your education, right? Focusing on your young life, focusing on prom, focusing on going to the dances, focusing on finding a boyfriend or a girlfriend, uh, you know, going to the movies, going to parties, right? But growing up in the inner city where you grow up in poverty, like, you know, you, you, you almost get like this thick skin and you, you, it actually helps you. Um, it's tough and it, and it sucks because you don't want to go through that. Nobody wants to go through that. But as you get older, you realize I'm going to go through hard times, but I've been through hard times before. So I, you know, I, again, and this is why we do the show because somebody needs to hear your story because they're going through that right now. Um, and I don't know if you've gone to high schools to speak. I don't know if you've gone anywhere to speak, to tell your story, but if you haven't, Man, by all means, your story is powerful. Um, you will touch lives. And, and, you know, I don't have to tell you, you, you you're genuine. So you're, you know, you're going to tell your story and it's going to come off genuine because it's real. Right. And, and so, you know, if, if I were you, I would try to get in front of those kids if you have time. I know you're busy. So um, but by all means, how did you overcome the struggle of now you move into fast forward? You have this daughter. You're you're. You're trying to beat homelessness. So where does the shift come in? Yeah, that's that's a, a good question. Because again, I I always knew. So it starts with the for me, it started with the feeling of knowing like I, I will make it off the system because you know when I, you know, eventually I I did go through homeless shelters and then I, I went through a transitional program where I got a section eight voucher. And for people who don't know what Section 8 is, it's, it's HUD. It's where you, you know, have your rent prorated based on your income. So if your income is zero, your rent is zero. Um, mm-hmm. So you have that security blanket of knowing that you won't be homeless again because Section 8, you know, kind of covers you. But I knew I didn't want to be on the on the system, you know. Um, I wanted to use it as a, as a step up, you know, or something to, to just, you know, help me out for the time being, but I knew I didn't want to remain there. So it started with the, with the feeling. Um, but then the biggest hurdle was how, how do I get off the system? Because even when I was working a full-time job at a university, I still was not making enough money to actually get off of section eight housing. Uh, I was still living, you know, paycheck to paycheck with no disposable income. So, you know, I, 
started to realize, wow, I'm, I'm a really good employee. <laughs> I'm a really great employee. Imagine if I could work for my, myself and, and, you know, really go this hard for my own business. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where Advanced City Financial Solutions comes in. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that, that I've skipped in between this. But no, no, but that's fantastic. <laughs> no, 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 because, you know, again, we... we you, Cause you're, you're in that moment of like excitement, like, man, we're, we, you know, you're finally getting to a moment. Well, maybe not just finally, but you're getting to the moment where it's like, man, this is where it's at. So yeah. hashtag section eight to CEO. I know you mentioned it. I know you, you talked about section eight is what does that hashtag mean to you? I, I love that, that hashtag. Section I do too. CEO, I do. <laughs> you got my eye with that one, man. I was it, like, it means, it means so much to me because I feel it, it sends a very clear message to people who may be on Section 8 right now. It sends a very clear message, message that it is very possible to go from Section 8 to CEO. And, and it doesn't mean that you have to become a business owner, but you can get off of the system. You know, I know it seems very hard to when you're on it, but it is possible. Yeah. Yeah. And again, oh. no knocking on section eight. Listen, uh, people need help. That's the reality. And, and you are, you, in my opinion, you're the epitome of what that system is meant for to help folks build themselves back up or get themselves to a level to either become a CEO, to get a degree, to get a job, to get, to learn a trade uh, and to help them through that process because they were dealt maybe a bad uh, deck of cards or something traumatic happened or, you know, life just hit them so hard. So no knocking on section eight, but I love the hashtag. Um, We get to the point now where you, you know, we start talking about CEO, uh, chief executive, you mentioned your company, Advanced City Financial Solutions. Tell us a little bit about that. So I, I uh, found these influencers online and they were talking about like need-based businesses. And see, I, I actually at first had a, a different company and I, I completely like did, had other services that I offered. Uh, but I found that, you know, it's kind of hard when you're, when you're in a like want-based industry. It's something that people, you know, could use, but they don't need. Um, so when I found these influencers online and they were talking about, you know, tax preparation and the fact that you know, there's millions, hundreds of millions of Americans who every year need their taxes done. And this is a business model that just makes sense. Mm. Um, so that is the moment where I it clicked for me. And I'm like, this is my how. This is how, you know, I'm going to be able to make this happen. So I decided to, you know, go through tax school, 100 hours of tax school. And, and this was all, you know, very last minute, I think I started tax school in, in like December and by mm-hmm. February, I was already preparing taxes. That's so I'm, I'm a go-getter. I definitely work very, very hard um, and, and quickly. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And so now um, I have a, a virtual tax preparation office where I prepare taxes for people around the nation, um, not just in my city, but around the nation, because it's, it's all virtual. It's all virtual based and I can service people from the comfort of their own home. Fantastic. That, that, that within itself is different. So I'm telling you right now, man, this is what happened. And I don't know if it's COVID-19 that did that, uh, or just, you know, obviously your, your ambition, your drive and all that, but I never heard of that virtual tax preparation. And, you know, yeah. And it wasn't funny thing is my business model was already set up like that before not COVID-19, but it just so happened that COVID-19 happened. And th- this is my COVID-19 story. <laughs> I know you're mentioning that b- before, uh, but my COVID-19 story was actually a good one. 
Um, I actually thrived during that time as far as Advanced City Financial Solutions because there were people who, you know, maybe are a part of like the older generation or people who would rather have uh, direct face-to-face -face services, uh, but they were kind of forced to go virtual mm -hmm. and tax offices, you know, across the nation were shutting down. So mm -hmm. even people who wouldn't normally be in my, you know, target audience, my clientele, they came to me because they had no choice. Uh, yeah. But the thing is, they loved it. They ended up really, really liking the virtual business model. Even people who are like, I don't know how to work technology. We get, we help them get through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, I, I, I will say it is easier and, and listen up folks. It is easier for you to be sitting in your house. Right. And, and everybody knows this. So I'm, I'm just preaching to the choir. It's easier to be sitting in your house on your kitchen in your at your kitchen table, getting on your laptop and speaking to whoever's preparing your taxes rather than getting in your car, going to the tax place. Uh, and no knock on that, because I have family who do who do, who, who uh, have done taxes and, and they're doing great. And if you have the ability to go over there, but how easy it is to be at your table or being in your office or being in your bed, <laughs> sitting down with your laptop and talking to to you saying, hey, this is what it is. And then you go working them through the process. So fantastic, fantastic idea. So what you do is, is it just taxes? Is it fi financial advice or anything like that? I do do um, business consultations as well. I help people with their credit. Uh, I have a do-it-yourself credit repair guide for people who are struggling in, in that area. And my newest addition to the, the services that I offer, which I'm I was going to ask you that. I knew, I know yeah. what it is, but go ahead. <laughs> I'm smiling ear to ear because yeah. like, this is just, this is like really my passion piece right here. What I, what I put together because I, I knew that, you know, tax preparation, is, you know, it can be such a, uh, you know, boring industry to some people. Um, but for me, I, I always knew I wanted to like kick it up a notch and be able to offer people, you know, so much more value just based off of my background and my story and what I come from. Um, so I just started Advancity Tax Institute where I am giving people the blueprint for how to start and operate their, their very own virtual tax office. Wonderful. So, I mean, this is something that I put my heart into because, again, I, I told you earlier, the biggest issue for me with coming off of the system was how do I do it? You know, I always knew I, I could do it and I would do it, but I didn't know how. Mm. And, and to be able to give people their how, it, it just that it's something that is amazing for me. Yeah. And I noticed I noticed that when people go through hard, those folks that go through hard times or people that go through hard times. Once I'm not saying we make it because I'm always in the mindset where I haven't made it yet. You know what I mean? I'm always in a mindset where I have to keep trucking. I got to keep moving. I got to keep thinking. I got to keep doing those things. But once you get to a point where you're you see some movement and you see a, a little bit of success or a little bit of movement, you're almost like, man, I got to bring some people with me. You know, right. I got to help those people that, that, that I see a little bit of me in them. You know, and, and so I, I noticed that I noticed it's mostly the people that have been have very powerful stories and that struggled a lot and, and now want to help and give back. And so I commend you on that. Um, wonderful, wonderful idea to do an institute. I mean, and then is this going to be virtual or is it going to be in person? Are you going to start doing some stuff in person or, or is it virtual? Yes, it is all virtual. So I'm, I'm teaching these uh, students how to start their own virtual tax office. So the, all of the education is in a virtual setting. Um, it's They get their own login and password so they can access their 
their classes, you know, 24 seven, whenever they have time. A, a lot of my students are working full time. They're mothers, they're single mothers. Um, I do have a few men actually enrolled in my class too. And um, so they, you know, they are, don't have a lot of time in their day to, to be able to fit this in. So I never, I didn't want to set it up in a way where they had to be somewhere at a specific time. Mm -hmm. I wanted everybody to be able to have the freedom to access class whenever they can. And for some, yeah. some of my students, it's at 10 o'clock at night, you know, when their kids go to sleep. That's great. That's great. Again, and this is the thing, like we talked about it earlier, COVID-19 did a lot of damage. Let, you know, let's be real. It did a lot of damage when it came to a lot of businesses uh, and, fa and family and folks and, and, and people passing away and, and things like that in our government and things like that. Right. But there is some light to it. Uh, we learned how to adapt. Um, and now this virtual aspect has really changed the game. Not, you know, yeah. for education, uh, for entrepreneurs, for podcasters. I mean, it's, it's just um, you have to look at some of the positive that came out of this and we had to get more creative. Um, just like you're getting creative. And so again, I commend you on that. Um, you know, the, the reason that, and we talked about it earlier in the pre-show, um, we started Socially Connected 360 because of that reason. You know, we were heavily involved in the community and we lost all of that, just like many folks lost a lot of stuff during COVID. And now we're here and we're on show 20 uh, with you. So it's great. It's great to hear your story. Um, so you're, so this is a question that I ask all of my guests. Um, and I think it's a, a very important question because, you know, uh, there's somebody right now, like we talked about earlier in the show that, that's going to listen to this and it's going through some difficult times. One piece of advice or a piece of advice that you would give a 19 year old Chelsea Cheyenne. Oh, 19. Okay. So I would say you can't get through it unless you go through it. So you, ha you have to go through it to get through it. Um, and I think that, you know, and I saw this a lot with, you know, growing up, like just looking at my grandmother, for example, um, you know, she had a lot of hardships in her life, but she chose to kind of curdle up in a fetal position. I think naturally, you know, when, when life happens, all of us want to just crawl up in a ball and cry and remain depressed. And, you know, with anxiety and stress, um, but that only, you know, that forces you to stay where you're at. You never really actually get through the circumstance. So I've learned that I've got to keep trudging along because eventually I will get through it, but I have to go through it. I can't yeah. stay stuck there. Yes, 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 man. I talked about this and it's weird. We didn't, we, and folks, we didn't talk about this. Okay. Cause I just posted, I just made a post, a video post on my TikTok. And I and I'm a fan of TikTok. I don't care what everybody says. I know I'm, I'm I'm 41 years old. I don't care if you got my TikTok. Follow my TikTok, and you don't get motivated. But I just talked about this on my TikTok. I just made a video talking about you ever feel like you're going 100 miles an hour, and you're not moving, or you ever feel like you're you're going through something and you're stuck and you're just there. Well, th that's the moment where, or if you're trying to be successful in something, that's the moment where you got to, like you said, you got to truck through it, man. You got to truck through it um, because those people that become successful like you and other folks and, and, and a lot of successful people is that when they get to that moment, they don't, crawl, they don't get in that fetal position. That fetal position is nowhere to be found. It is like you get up and you got to move and you got to make moves and you got to do it right away. So again, 
that's why I asked this question because there's a 19 year old right now, Chelsea Cheyenne, similar to you, that needed to hear that. You got to truck through it. Just like she said, you got to get through it. All right. So quick podcast. Fantastic. Thank you so much um, for, for coming on the podcast. Where can one more question, where can people find you if they want to uh, connect with you, if they want to, you know, your Institute or they need their taxes done, where could they find you? Yes, absolutely. So I'm all over Facebook. Facebook is like where I'm at. So whether you follow me personally, Chelsea Cheyenne, um, or my my business page, Advancity Financial Solutions, right now my website's being updated. So eventually, you know, you'll be able to access advancedcityfinancialsolutions.com. But on my page, you will find all of my links to be able to book an appointment, whether it's a credit consultation, a business consultation, or if you want to enroll in um, Advanced City Tax Institute, we are still accepting students. Wonderful. Wonderful. And we'll have all the links. Um, and we're going to share, you know, obviously everybody knows we share a lot. We're going to share, share and share away and all the links will be there. Um, you know, again, I see folks like you, uh, you inspire folks like us and, um, we're going to continue to truck forward. Like we said, thank you so much for being on our podcast. Um, it is, is always an honor. I, I want to say one last thing. Our, our show, uh, is sponsored by Miska Vodka, Premium Vodka. Um, it is a wonderful, wonderful uh, vodka, local uh, distillery, by the way. Uh, so we're thankful for them, uh, you know, sponsoring our show today. And uh, just thank you so much for being on the show. It's, it's an honor to have you on oh, my show. Thank you. I, I really, really am honored to be here. You have no idea. I was so excited to, to hop on your podcast and, and join you this evening. Great. So thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, folks. There you have it. Chelsea Cheyenne, hashtag Section 8 to CEO, Advancity Financial Solutions. Find her. She's ready to rock with you and we're ready to go. Thank you so much. 